What's up, everybody? Three and a possible, two and a possible, two and a half and a possible. You know, you never really know. What yeah, you never know. Days. You know, That's uh, impossible. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> impossible. Ain't been walking much lately. You know? Not at all. Uh, Devion may be joining us here soon. Hopefully, he is on daddy duty trying to get his son to fall asleep. Son just doesn't respect him staying up. Yeah, you, know? you never know how but long can, that'll take. I mean, can you can you blame him for not respecting Devion? I mean, be a pretty messed up face to see you first time you open your eyes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just playing. Yeah, he'll love that when we get there. All right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's get it started. Let's start with a little NFL. Joe, we don't need Deviana to talk about the NFL, and that's actually what we'll do. We'll do all of our NFL topics first. So some general news. I'm kind of I – let, I let Joe really run with the, the rundown here this week, and the first thing I have to fucking look at <laughs> is the Patriots are back on top. whoop the fucking do The fucking Patriots are back on top. They Number are, one in the AFC. Defense is – Balling out of their fucking mind. Mac Jones taking good steps every single week. All right, Joe. So let, let's just start it right there. Where we're going to start our Do They Belong segment right there with the Patriots. Like like we said, number one seed in the AFC right now. Some of us do the tiebreakers. They've played extra games. You know, they're 9-4. and four. They're on their bye this week. But is that where they belong? Do they belong in those teams that you think, yeah, they're in the top you know, two or three teams that will come out of the AFC. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think in the regular season, I can easily see them getting the number one seed because Bill Belichick's just going to do what he does. He's going to put Mac Jones in the perfect position to make the right plays so they can win. And he's he has the defense. So Belichick's always going to have the defense. He's always going to have the right game plan for the team to win. It's just up to Mac Jones to just not get outside the offense and just do the dink and dunk. It's been working. Just keep it going. I think they can sustain that in the regular season. But at the end of the day, when the playoffs come around and you have to play against the Chiefs, I just don't know if you're going to be able to keep up with the that offense if they start putting up points because the Chiefs are starting to get together. If you play the Baltimore Ravens, they, they're ugly, but it's going to be hard to win some games because that's going to be a time of possession game. They're going to be on the field a lot. You may not be on the field. You're going to have to put up points. So I just don't think that offense can put up points. Yeah, I mean, like – Look, when you look at them, they've got some big point totals in their like in their box scores, but you really got to watch them and understand like how these games are flowing, right. how they're how they're getting to these really good wins, and it's 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 defense first. You know, they're not they're not Pretty asking funny. Mac Jones to, and, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I am not saying this is a bad thing about Mac Jones. People say this shit about Tua all the time, and it drives me fucking nuts. They're doing what they're supposed to do. exactly. Like this is how that, that that's how you play winning. We, we've gotten so enamored with like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, like all these like crazy plays, off schedule plays that like we forget that like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning dominated this league by taking just what the defense gave you, and a lot of times that's five yards. That's okay. Absolutely. So I'm not saying this is a bad thing about Mac Jones. I think he looks right now. He's got to be rookie one from his yes. class. Yes, and you know I still believe in Trevor Lawrence, and I think if Trevor Lawrence was in New England, he'd probably be looking really good himself. All those, whatever. My issue is just is your same issue though when it comes to the Patriots. If they get a game where they're not able to jump out to a lead because the defense is smothering the other team, and Mac Jones has to go trade blow for blow with one of these top tier quarterbacks, 
That's what I world. don't know because a lot of these big plays and the you know these these games are getting expanded because they're you know he's being good. Check down, take what's there, take what's there. Then they go play action, and then they hit something over the top. If he's having to do that from the jump, where you know they're not building up the like the the collective fatigue on the defense, where like all right, I'm sick of this motherfucker taking these little five and six yard passes and just walking down the field on us. That's a whole different game when you have to make those big throws instead of getting to to choose when you're going to take your shot. And I mean, that's what the Patriots have always been. Like that's what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady never really came out there and just from the jump was just going to try and shred you. Besides when he had Randy Moss, yeah, except yeah. for the 07 year when they were just fucking nuts. Insane. Like yeah. that's that's a whole different ball game. But they're they're playing really good football. I don't think they're a, really a contender at all. I I. I by de facto, I guess you have to put them up there with just top three, maybe, just because the AFC is falling the best right now. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs, to me, look like – because if their defense is going to keep playing this good, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I trust Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill to get to together to start putting up some points. You brought up the Ravens. They've kind of been all over the place, but at the end of the day – I don't know. I, can, I don't know if I can put the Ravens up there because Marlon Humphrey now done for the year. They're down their Man. top three corners. <laughs> it's gonna be no tough. running backs. It's Lamar Jackson. That's about it. Like I, I don't. Know, Lamar, they can't sustain it. I mean, he's gonna get hurt. Yeah, that's what right, I'm well, worried about. about they, anything. They're the next team on our list. Yeah. So for for the NFL, Baltimore Ravens. Do you think they belong? And I think we're gonna go belong as same context Super Bowl contender. What do you think about the uh, no, Baltimore? I don't think no. they belong. Nope. I mean, Lamar Jackson's having ugly games, but he is doing superhero things. He's winning games, but, man, he just has no help. You can't be the leading rusher and a leading passer. You got no offensive line. Your defense is injured now. You got no running backs. You don't really have any great receivers. I just think he's it's too much, and I'm scared he's going to end up getting hurt. It's, uh, they're going to run that man into the ground, so – they gotta do something different. They're not. They're not legit. Maybe next year when they're healthy. What's amazing is amidst all the injuries they've had, their defense has still been really good. Now I don't know. Like it, it, it's easier to do that when you have a Marlon Humphrey. You can still kind of throw at anybody. And he's going to really limit their production. Now, what Jason Averett is CB one. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah, know. That's not that. good. That's not good. <laughs> uh, they're still going to be, I think, really good against the run. So that's a, that's a good step. But yeah, I would have to lean. They're not. The only thing is, like, who is in that conversation? Because like the Chiefs have looked dysfunctional all year. The Patriots look very sound, but again, like I've only seen them really kind of win one way. I, I the AFC is so hard. The, the team that it really might be. Don't say it. The Colts. The Colts, yeah, they're they're getting together. That's a good one. Like that's that like we good. said before the year. Like that roster is loaded. They had a brutal start to their year. Like just really tough games right after another. They did. And now that they, they, I mean, they kind of opened up the blueprint on all on old Buffalo over there. When, yeah, they really have. Yeah, when Jonathan Taylor ran crazy on them, and the Patriots, like, oh, you know what? I like that. Man. 80 mile power wins out here, y'all. Like, let's just run it down their throat and let Max throw it three times. If Jonathan Taylor can keep it up, man, if they keep just running with him, that's a dangerous team. I mean, because we've seen when if you protect Carson Wentz, 
Very good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he holds on the ball forever. Yeah, he holds it Jeez. a long time, but like that allows him to make some plays out there. And whoo, they're getting hot at the right time. And another one I saw today, Derrick Henry may be able to Ooh, uh, yeah. come Tennessee's back at dangerous. the front end of that window. Like, so if he comes back for a playoff run. Ooh, and he's going to be fresh? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Scary. So I think those are the teams out there. I think Baltimore's just on the outside. They wouldn't shock me if they made a run just because Lamar is Lamar. But like you said, too many flaws. Like too many too people many. are missing. This is yeah. too many and, people and, missing. And he turns the ball over way too much because he's trying to do so much. You know, who Lamar, you know so who Lamar much. reminds me of right now? Remember last year when everyone was like the Seahawks got to the really hot start? I was like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. And then – Russ overcooked, and he started throwing the ball over, doing really uncharacteristic things. And it's kind of even carried into this year a little bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the same thing because like, you're seeing Lamar bail on like just really good, clean pockets because he feels like he's always got to make something spectacular happen. Yep. Like, Lamar, you got Hollywood crossing, crossing right in front of your face. Yep. Give it to him. Let him take a hit. You don't need to take all the hits, man. Like He's, he's trying to do, like you said, two – much get back to what makes you good read option mark andrews hollywood jimmy watkins but you don't have to do the mahomes thing where you extend extend, and make a home run play just make the right read they've had to pull way too many games out of their ass this year i yeah i i'm not i'm not buying them i'm not buying them so we have we do have an nba segment or an nba team for this, but we're going to try and give Devion a little time to put his uh, yeah. his son down. So we're going to go on to panic. Is it time to panic? We got a couple NFL teams that we need to discuss here. We've briefly brought up one, so we'll start with them. Buffalo Bills. I think it's time to panic. Absolutely. They have zero run game. Their run game's trash, and Josh Allen does not look good. I mean, a lot of people say they got Josh Allen because he's a big strong arm big type quarterback and that's going to help with that weather in buffalo but every time i see him play in bad weather he looks like trash so i'm not sure what's going on there i think they need to do something with the offense because they're doing way too they're throwing the ball way too much but i can't blame them they have no run game whatsoever that defense is still good okay, enough to keep them in a, games. Do they not have a run game, or do they just choose not to use it? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's a good point. I feel like Devin Singletary's averaged like five yards a carry his whole career. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. He was didn't he ball when he was with the, the Chicago Bears. He was balling. So the dude uh, can run. Uh, Singletary's been with them his whole career. His whole career. You have a different Singletary. Am I? Yeah, but nonetheless, yes, he is. He, I think he's his third year in the league, and he has always been a high yards per carry guy. But they just don't give him don't the football. Do it. I think did they fall in love with Josh Allen? I mean, they did pay him, so maybe you, just, you fall in love with him. You got to find digs, but that connection's not working this year. I think it's a legit time to panic. The beginning of their schedule was pretty easy, and now you see it, it's not looking too good. Yeah, no, I am smashing the panic button panic. on them, and like. Like, smashing it so much where I think they might miss the playoffs. I agree. You know who they got this week? Don't they, they, got, old, they got old TB12 down in yeah. Tampa. Mm-hmm. Then they if, got the Patriots they, after that again, don't they? Yeah, they got the Patriots one more time. <laughs> like, if they lose to Tampa this week, they're back at 500. Damn. Right? They're I losing they're this seven week, yeah. and, I think they're 7-6, seven and... Seven and six, aren't they? No, they can't be. Maybe they're 8-6. and six. Maybe it puts them at 8-7. and seven. 
I was just looking at their. I was just looking for at seven it. and five or something. It must be a seven and five because they, they've already had their buys. This is the last week of buys. Um, yes, but, it is. No, seven, no, seven, seven, and five, seven and five. Seven and five. So yeah, they lose this one. That puts them at seven and six. They got another one with the Patriots. Now maybe they they beat the Patriots, Ooh. but Bucks, I mean, Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets. All right, yeah, that's 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 pretty easy finish. They should be all right. I think they'll make it in. You must uh, they can win all the rest of those games, but the Bucks. They're not going to beat the Patriots. Well, I don't know. I don't know. They could, they could beat the Patriots. I don't know, I'm man. Not, yeah, that defense may show up, man. Like, y'all just embarrassed us last time. Although, Tredavious White out for the season. That, that, that does hurt. Hurts. Uh, but, yeah, I, it, it's definitely time to, to panic. They don't – even if they make it into the playoffs, they don't look right. And okay. here's, so here's the thing. Everyone fell in love with Josh Allen last year. And it's like everyone just decided to ignore the rest of his career. Like they ignored the first two years where he exactly. like great would, point. You know, sub sixty percent completion percentage. He's obviously worked very hard on that, and you know, props to him for making himself a much better passer. But I still see I see it every game. Every game I watch every. them, you you mm-hmm. see a, jo- a, a a we'll call it a vintage Josh Allen throw where it's just like <laughs> nowhere near the fucking intended receiver, like. It's hard to win like that, and, that's why, and I think that's why you say, like, "Yeah, they got this big arm guy for these these you know crazy weather games." Like, yeah, but when you get an inaccurate guy, yeah, it's not <laughs> get, man, it's not a good combo either. Uh, so let okay, let's go to the other one, one of your teams, them Cowboys. Panic time or no? I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm legit panicking. That defense is the only consistent thing on the team offensively. That's yeah, exactly. Offensively, they can run the ball, but they don't run the ball well in the fourth quarter. They don't run the ball well, run the ball well in key moments, and that's making me a little nervous. Dak Prescott has looked average since he's came back from his injury. I'm not sure what's going on with that, and I mean, Jerry Jones is not making me too happy either. Every time he opens his mouth, he says something stupid. But I'm going to say that for my uh, love or choose violence segment, but. I'm worried about the Cowboys. Offensively, they need to start. I mean, defensively, they need to start creating more turnovers, or they're just not going to be able to win games because that offense is inconsistent. I'm gonna. Well, see, this is again. This see, this panic question is another one of those ones for me where it's like, what are my expectations for the Cowboys? Like, if my expectations for the Cowboys are like Super Bowl, then I mean, yeah, I'm panicking. But if my expectation is just for them to take a nice step from being trash last year to getting to the playoffs, no, I'm not going to panic. Well, maybe I would, though. This week would tell me a lot if I'm going to panic on that. Because they got team. Washington. They got Washington this week. Which they're going to lose. If they lose to Washington, Washington would all of a sudden only be a game out. And so they might not even make the playoffs. And Washington, the team that I picked at the beginning to win the division, is storming back right now. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Joe. I think I think I would have to panic a little bit because Zeke, ever since he tweaked that knee, not looking the same. Nope. Like Tony Pollard, Pollard. Tony Pollard legit looks like the better running back right now. Agreed. And that's I don't think that's good. I think he's a fine running back, but you don't. You have Zeke there for a reason. Um, Paid him. Amari, you know, coming off COVID, we'll see how he does. CD he's Lambs always hurt. he's always iffy. Yeah, he has CD banged up. I, I'd love CD, but he he is banged up. Um, yeah, and, and Dak, this is okay. This is my thing with Dak. We all got every like me included. 
I wanted to see Dak get paid because I felt like he deserved it. Like, I felt like Dak earned every cent of his contract. But that was purely because this is how the market works. When it's your turn, you get paid. I never thought that he should get paid to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. I didn't think he was the best quarterback in the league. I didn't think it would be smart salary cap wise to commit the percentage of their salary cap. They are committing to Dak Prescott. I never believed any of that. And I feel like a lot of people like kind of forgot just exactly who Dak is. Yeah. Dak's never been Mahomes. He's never been Lamar. He's never been one of those guys. Stinking Dak. Like he's he's just a good quarterback, and there's Alex nothing Smith. wrong with that. Like yep. I think he's a little better than Alex Smith. Yeah, like, I, love it. I agree. But he's more of that mode, and I think he's got like some Tom Brady like kind of clutchness to him, where like it does seem like in the fourth quarter, in the past at least, he usually could string together a good drive to win you a game. Right, like he mm-hmm. he seemed like one of those game managers that was purely doing because it was the best thing to do, not because he thought he was incapable of making bigger, better throws. So, I feel like we're just seeing that, and it's like, all right, people expected him to just carry this team. That's, that was never going to happen. So, yeah, I think it's time to panic. Panic, panic. The offense is not good enough. Nope. And I think a lot of it is play calling. I think Kellen Moore may have been anointed a little too quickly. I agree with that. But we can we can save that topic for another day. Um, okay, that's it for our NFL coverage. Yes, sir. So let's go. Let's go to uh, a piece of news that you you know <laughs> just sent a little twinkle to my so, eye. So great, a grin ear to ear for me. Patrick Beverly called out – I don't know if I would say he called out Rudy Gobert, but he kind of called oh, out more the voters and who vote on these fucking awards. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Pat, for doing so because you're echoing everything that that I always say. So I'm going to read you what Pat Beverly said. This is after they played Utah. If I'm Defensive Player of the Year, I'm always guarding the best player no matter what. You got Rudy Gobert out there guarding Jared Vanderbilt. And every time I hear, he's the <laughs> defensive player of the year. So, uh, whatever. Those are those You're are right. Patrick Beverly's words. Now, first of all, a little ricochet shot there at Jared Vanderbilt, who I think is actually a really good player and I would love to have on the Miami Heat. So, I'm just going to – like, I don't <laughs> – but the point he's making but is Jared Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is not an offensive threat. He's not a shot creator. He's none of that. So, Joe – what I want to know from you, <laughs> I just want to know your reaction. Do you agree with Pat Bev? Do you uh, went <laughs> a little far? Like what? Like kind of give me your reaction. Man, to what Pat see, Bev said there. I agree with them, but I'm also I literally just heard Gary Payton talking about this on Sirius XM on NBA Radio, and he was saying that yeah, Rudy Gobert does it differently. He doesn't guard the full court. He only can do what he does in the paint, and I think that's what. He said to do with the Jazz. I think that's their defensive game plan. We're going to put him on the weaker offensive guy so he can come over and help with his long arms and create havoc in the paint and misdirect shots. I don't think he's that great of a defender. I think he gets away with it because of what they do at Utah. They give him the opportunity to be lax against the guy he's playing mainly on so he can use his long arms to affect shots when people penetrate the lane. I don't think he is a Hall of Fame defender, but the, but voters do, so he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. So you got to give him a little bit of respect. 
But I totally understand what Patrick Beverly's saying. Yeah, Joe, I think you summed it up perfectly. So, you know, you guys asked me. I obviously posted that quote in our group chat when I saw that because obviously I'm never, never going to miss an opportunity to clown Rudy Gobert. But um, I so and I think Devion asked a question. I said we talked about it on the show. He asked, you know, do you essentially do I agree with what Pat Bev said? And I I do not. I do not agree with what Pat Bev said and is getting at. Because like you said, Joe, it's all game plan, and that is the best way to utilize Rudy Gobert, is to put him on somebody that cannot shoot so he can he can patrol the lane. Like That is smart basketball, and I'm never going to criticize anybody for playing smart basketball. That's how you maximize a player. That's maximizing Rudy Gobert. Now, where I have an issue, and I think it's kind of what Beverly is, he's around it, and why I hate that he keeps getting these defensive players of the year is – you should, unless everybody in the fucking NBA is terrible at defense, you should not give that award to somebody that can be exploited. And that's always been my biggest yeah, issue with Rudy point. Gobert. If you have a guy, if you have a guard that can create off the dribble and is good, and can, like every guard at this point knows how to use a pick and roll with bigs, right? So when you play a Steph Curry, we even saw with John Morant who can't shoot anywhere near. No. Uh, Curry's level, right? No. Like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, all those guys will abuse the Utah Jazz when they have Rudy Gobert out there. So that's why he can't be defensive player of the year to me. Not because the, like you're not going to go throw him at you know whatever the team's best player is. Like that's that's not exactly the reason. But you know what? Shout out Pat Bev for telling the voters that they're stupid because they are stupid for continuing to give that man. It is pretty ridiculous. Work. It's absurd. Like, <laughs> and you know, there's so many great defenders in there that can guard one through four, one through five. Like, really yeah, good that can't aren't do that. that liability, <laughs> yeah. and and they also still defend the rim. Like that's what, like that's just the, like yes. Is there a better pure rim defender than Rudy Gobert in the league? Probably not. Maybe Jared Allen. Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Uh, come on, man. You trying to tell me, like, if you really look at it, you tell me KD's not a better defender than Rudy Gobert? Like, come on, man. No, I mean, that's if if KD rocks down, he's going to be the better defender than Rudy Gobert. You can't, you can't, you no cannot sense. game plan to attack KD. No. Like, that'll never be in anybody's never. offensive game plan. Like, we're gonna, and the only way that's in there is, like, we just want to get him tired. Not well, because yes. you think you're going to score better. So Just get him tired so he can't score as much. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're playing defense by playing offense at him. Essentially, that's what you're, that's your goal there. So that that's yeah that that is like this was the perfect little segment example explaining why I never wanted to see Rudy Gobert win another defense player of the year, but they'll probably give it to him again this year. So yeah, I want to see Draymond get it. Shoot, yeah. let's be real. Actually, right now, I mean, Andrew Wiggins kind of should be a little talked about too. The boy locking down with Golden State, man. Boy locking down. All right. First of all, first of all, no, nowhere near the defensive player of the year award. I know. I'm saying, but mentioned. But, I'm not saying one, but, two, or three. You got to put on just mentioned. All I was gonna say, he has made huge strides. Yes. Yeah. Defensively, he's actually trying. Yes. Exactly. If he would have done this on the Timberwolves when Jimmy was there, Jimmy might not have wanted to leave. Who? That'd be a good squad, man. I'd say. Yeah. Like. If he just would have put that effort forth, I think he would. I think Jimmy might have been able to tolerate Carl Anthony Towns. All I'm gonna, all right. Andrew Wiggins will turn to Harrison Barnes when the playoffs come around. 
I mean, Harrison Barnes didn't win a championship with them, so. Yeah. Not the second time. Not the second clank, time. Clank, just... clank, clank. He's shooting like Westbrook that series. Not going <laughs> not gonna, not gonna to co-sign a, a shot at my boy Russ. Uh, but okay, let's go. Let's play our Do They Belong <laughs> NBA edition. Currently sitting in the fourth seat in the Western Conference. Just knocked off the Lakers, even though they don't have John ja Morant. Insane. The Memphis Grizzlies. What do you I think? think? I think they belong. I think they're actually going to be around that four or five the whole year long. With, I didn't believe it early on. I, they actually didn't start off too high, but you saw Ja was being aggressive, and he looked like he was make, taking huge steps. And Dylan Brooks wasn't there, and they were winning. Then he came back, and they were still winning. Now Ja and Brooks are out, and they're still winning. That makes me feel like this may be that type of team like last year with the Phoenix Suns. They may be taking that one step. Add in uh, Steven Adams. I thought that was going to be a better uh, add, but he doesn't really look that great. I'm not sure what's going on there. But besides that, I think Memphis, when they get healthy, that's a team you don't want to play. The grindhouse may be back, especially the way Job dumps on people's head. And one thing we didn't talk about a ton last year, Jaron Jackson Jr. missed a big chunk of last year. And that's a yes, young player a who player. has taken another step this year into being not a superstar, not an all-star, but just a really good power forward. He stretched the floor. You know, he shoots the three well. He plays pretty good defense. You know, they got some pieces there now. And like you're saying, you know, Steven Adams maybe leaving a little bit to be desired. And and what's so weird, too, is... I, they trained him for Valachunas. That's the thing. And Valachunas is balling this year, so... Yeah, that was such a weird trade. I think we talked about it a little bit when it yeah. happened because they're like really they're so similar. Similar. So like, what were you trying to do? I don't. But money. Regardless, is working for them. You know, Adams has always been talked about as a really good kind of glue guy. You know, chemistry, all that kind of thing. Such a mean screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what's kind of made them tick up a little bit this year. Another guy that's made a, a good step is uh, Desmond Bain. Yes. He's, he's played well. Melton has played well. Um, they got a, they got a lot of really young, talented players, and you're starting to see it all come together, and they're holding it down without without Ja. This Pretty impressive. It is impressive so, when Ja comes back. Whew. Only thing, though. Now, we say, do they belong? What, what's our what's our what's our benchmark here? Final. Oh, they gotta get out the first round of the playoffs. So our benchmark is able to win a playoff series for them. I mean, they didn't they didn't right. go and say the playoff just, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just they saying didn't. before I before I make my you know <clears throat> final determination on do they belong? Are we saying win a playoff series, not just a playing game, but like playoff series? Yeah, yeah, win a playoff series. I think I can easily see it being it's, it's going to be Golden State, Phoenix. Utah, and then yeah, it's going to be Lakers Utah. or Memphis or the Clippers. It's going to be one of the, one of those three right there in the four spot. Okay, I'll say they belong in that conversation. A team that could at least go to the semis. Like I, I, I think I think they belong in that conversation. Now, will they? Like if they get kind of unlucky and draw the Lakers, yeah, that's that right. would suck. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they belong. Like your, your traditional, like the typical team, I think it was a four or five. I think they would win. I think they'd be a team that would win that. Uh, okay, I like it. Yeah, I feel like we've been pretty positive today, Joe. Yeah, I know. Right? It's weird. It's because Devion's not here yet. Yeah. 
And when I fell asleep with the baby. Panic time. NBA edition. Portland. CJ McCollum has a collapsed lung. There's been all these rumors uh, flying around about Dame potentially wanting out. They can't hire a GM because the GMs don't want to pay Dame. All these different things. Which one? Stop it. Right. You're an idiot if you don't want to. Like if you don't want to commit to Dame, like. Just yeah, it's idiotic. Okay. Um, then they just lose. A, the GM just got fired for fired the president of basketball ops. Oof. He sucked. Chauncey is a rough start as a head coach, which could be expected. You know, kind of first time. Yeah, right. All right, whatever. Give him a little time. Uh, but are we panicking yet, Joe? We we've talked. We've done Portland Man. on the panic segment before. Oh but... yeah, but this is a little different because of the noise. Yeah, there's a lot of other things going on. Man. I'm a I'm a panic because I don't know. I know last week I said I think they could make the playoffs, but now I'm not so sure, man. With all this noise going on, I don't think Dame's gonna go anywhere. I don't think he's gonna ask for a trade, and I don't think Portland's gonna trade him. And I just don't. And with CJ having a collapse long, I think that's gonna hurt them a lot. Like, what pieces can you, know you why, trade? You know why that hurts them, Joe? Exactly there. Wait. They could have had fucking. I I don't know why, unless Philly's just been absolutely ridiculous. Why they would not ship C.J. McCollum out for Ben fucking Simmons? Because Simmons makes that yes. team so fucking good. good. Be great. Oh my god! I'm or, sorry. You know what? You know what? Portland's gonna end up doing? They're gonna end up doing something stupid and trading Nurkage, or they're gonna be trading somebody like that to get uh, Miles Turner or Sabonis or something like that, and say so that's what that's gonna be the piece we need. Sabonis would be interesting with them though. They would they would be able to defend nobody. Nobody. <laughs> but they might be able to put up like 125 a game. That actually uh, wow, I haven't thought about that yet. And we should we should actually make a note to talk about that. We need to we need to talk well, about cuz I just thought about like that could be a, it just popped in my head like they could do a three-way trade cuz the Pacers are trading everybody. Yeah, they're so the just got really... Ben sitting there like which I did read today. Someone was saying, I believe Bleacher Report was saying that uh, trade talks are maybe starting to heat up with the Sixers. Who knows if that's just Man, smoke or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So I am panicking, Joe, and I'm panicking for that last point you brought up that I don't like. Now you can't trade CJ. They need to trade him. It'd be ridiculous to think that you could keep CJ and get Ben Simmons or another big piece. Like, no, you got He's going to be in the package. You know what would be even more ridiculous, Joe? And they've done it for like three years now. Thinking you can win a fucking finals with Damon <laughs> CJ as you Yeah, right? And say, come on, man. It's not happening. They're the, like, the issue is, and this is why we talked about this with the Nets when they made their big trade last year for James Harden. They do the same fucking thing. You That's minimize like, them instead of maximizing your talent on your team. You're minimizing your talent because they do the same thing. So in order for one to be successful, the other one has to stand there and do fucking nothing. Nothing. Yep. It's the same thing. Kyrie and James Harden. They do the same fucking thing. Why do you want both of them? Just choose one. <laughs> choose which one more. you think is better. They go fill the rest of the fucking team out. The, the, the Nets would have won the championship last year, I think, if they just would have said, fuck James Harden. Get some pieces. Keep Jared Allen. Keep Karis LeVert. I mean, Dinwiddie ended up getting hurt. But like, yeah, you're right. That's a, that they still could have signed Blake Griffin. They still could have signed Aldridge. They could have done all those damn signings that they fucking did. That team would have been fucking loaded. And maybe Kyrie doesn't get hurt in the playoffs if they're not. If he wasn't having to take all this extra load from James Harden's little fat ass over there 
sitting there doing <laughs> nothing with a bad hamstring. That's funny. I was going to put James Harden on the panic because he looks so out of shape. What the hell? He looks terrible. Like, How do you add your 15 points a game? Like, or is it 16? Like, are you serious? I was around 20, but I mean, like, but at the, end of the, still. it's yeah, way down for James Harden. At the end of the day, bro, like, this was supposed to be a season where he could he could have taken off. He could have said, "All right, bet Kyrie, you want to stay unvaccinated? You want to play basketball this year? That's I fine. Got I got this. I'm gonna put my stamp on a championship type team. Not doing it. Not adjusting nope. to the rules. And one more person. I'm not, I'm not choosing violence. I'm choosing fucking love today. But if I was gonna choose violence, it would fucking be you and Devion's boy Kyle fucking Lowry." Not wanting to adjust <laughs> the goddamn rules and playing like a jackass. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Now, see, now I'm fired up. See, I said we were being nice, and now I'm being an asshole. Hey, bro, yeah, y'all won't look good ever since Bam went out. Damn it. I told y'all, I told y'all last week, like, like, oh, Jimmy's going to be fine. He comes back. He didn't even make it through the first fucking game back, and now he's out some more. That's why I told y'all I was close to panicking because I – yeah, Jimmy, come, now, Jimmy, Jimmy, come back cool. They can, I must say, and then we don't have those pieces. Like, and then Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero don't look as good. Like, okay, you know what's crazy? I'm just gonna Duncan, say you because who else is gonna shoot? <laughs> Duncan's finally fucking shooting the ball. He's finally fucking making shots. And now they want to. Now, uh, anyways, <laughs> yes, great. panic on Portland. They needed to trade CJ. <sighs> hopefully, like, and obviously, this none of this matters because hopefully he's okay collapsed long enough right. like that that can be serious so right I mean, that's not something okay. you just come back to in a week and even if you do you're gonna be not in condition you're not gonna be able to breathe right so at the end of the day if they wanted to win this year they needed to trade him for some pieces a big piece and maybe you know maybe even ship Nurkic with them if it meant getting you a, a really good a piece that would make everybody fit like you know Ben Simmons but <sighs> <laughs> All right, I got, I, got, I got fired up out of nowhere there. It was crazy. All right, let's play. Uh, let's play start, sit, cut, Joe. What do you think? I'm with it. All right, I'm gonna let, you, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you choose. I'm gonna let you uh, set the table for this one. These were yeah. these were your six, and they were fucking fantastic. So I, I, I don't was just want to sitting there thinking. Time. It took me a minute. I was sitting there thinking, like, man, let's make a real good one. And uh, the first one I came up with was Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. uh, Chris right. Paul, and then I was trying to think of somebody else that. I didn't want to put like magic in there because then, like, come on, I don't think that he's he's like a step above those two guys. So I wanted to put Steve Nash in there, and we're talking about all of these guys in their prime, not like a Obviously, young Steve. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So start, sit, cut. Allen Iverson, Chris Paul, or Steve Nash. You can go first. It's <laughs> tough, isn't it? It's tough. See, Joe, what what is this? Is they all got they got different styles. Like, what do you want? Like, this is what's man. crazy to me. So. You got you got like the personality of some but like a basketball that player that I too, yeah. love that I love and that's Allen Iverson. I love everything about Allen Iverson's makeup. Like dude doesn't give a fuck. He he like Yep. He's scoring. Like like <laughs> well, you know, like he said, his idol is Michael Jordan. He did not give a flying fuck and cross his ass up. He didn't care about him. Um now in terms of just how to play the fucking game. I don't know if there's anyone that fits my eye better than a Chris Paul. Like, for a point guard. Like, I fucking love it. Like, in his prime, great defender, uh, shot creator, knows how to orchestrate an offense, you know, keeping everyone involved and then knowing when he needs to go get his. And then Steve Nash was a revolutionary who, yeah, with D'Antoni, changed. Like, that's the NBA that we have now. Like, it's Steve Nash's NBA. Yep. Um, 
Man, this is tough. Yeah. I'm going to start, Chris. I'm going to start, Chris, because like I said, if I could think up how a basketball player, how a point guard plays, it's Chris Paul. Um, I'm a bench AI. I'm a bench AI, and, I, and I'm going to cut Steve. Yeah. I did the exact same thing, yeah. The exact same thing because Chris Paul, you said he's that point guard, so you know he's gonna have everything rolling right. And then, eight, and then Allen Iverson coming off the bench, you telling me and you just had him coming off the bench twenty eight minutes a game, just shoot like just the ultimate green light. You don't have to find nobody open. Like we're just gonna pick and roll with you off the bench, then you just lighten points up. Steve Nash, though, is hard to cut, man. Like <laughs> he's just, he's no scrub. MVP. He's no twice. Uh, well. Yeah. Over Kobe, and, yeah. Well, what did he add? It's like sixteen points that season two. Whole lot of assists, though. Yeah, you gotta give him respect. And again, like, James, you gotta, yeah, NBA, like, like, exactly. like looking back, like you know, kind of like how I look back at Curry now. Like in the moment, I didn't want him to win those MVPs. I wanted Russ to get him. Um, but change the NBA. Yeah, exactly. I, I almost put Tony Parker in there too, but he's not on their level. No, it's not. No. I'm really happy you didn't put no fucking Tony Parker on there. But he had the ring. Honestly, a fun one to put in there would have been Curry. A Curry, Curry would have been Curry? Yeah, Curry. I was thinking about Curry, too. But I was like, man, I don't, you can't cut Curry. <laughs> like, come on. So you got to cut AI or Chris Paul. Like, yeah, somebody getting disrespected. Hmm. Oh, it is what it is. That's a good list, Joe. Right. And, then, and then we got another one. This is a... The average squad <laughs> starts it cut. All these guys have started, set, or been cut from a team, and they've all won championships with LeBron. So I thought it'd be a little interesting since a lot of people think LeBron has some okay. great teammates he's had in his career. He when you does. hear some of these names, you'll be like, oh, you want to choose with these guys? But uh, all right, all right. start, sit, first cut. Of all, first of, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You like how I'm trying to slide that in there? To the list. Now, let's just be very clear. Um, like, these guys played with Anthony Davis, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's just make sure we're, we're clear about Oh, that. yeah. I did try to, I tried to be slick. I did try to be a little slick there. But start, sit, cut. JaVale McGee, Tristan Thompson, or Birdman, Chris Anderson. That's tough, man. It ain't tough for me. I'm starting the fuck out of Birdman. I knew he was doing that. Of course. Of course. Birdman. Come on now. That's funny. I think, one, I think it, like, legitimately, like, who had the, like, highest peak, it's pretty clearly Birdman. Like, when he was with the Nuggets, like, he was a, that was a bad man. Um, You know, he was, like, a legit starter, like, you know, like, never was in the conversation for best center or anything, but, like, was legitimately, like, really good. Um, Hmm. I'm a bench Javale. I'm a bench. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bench Javale, and I'm cutting TT. Yeah, you got to cut TT. I heard that you got to cut. I mean, he has a specialty, but that's all he has was that rebounding. And it's just like those other guys do it too. Like, do it too. Yep, I agree. Like Tristan's probably the best offensive rebounder out of the group, but not so much better than those other guys that it trumps the other. Like like Javale McGee is doing me a really good defensive big. Like he's mm-hmm. not. He didn't have quick feet. But he still doesn't get cooked on the perimeter because he's so long and he knows Super how to long. use his length. So, I, and, and like that's very underrated. Tristan Thompson, whenever he got put in space, I guess gets because he does still play for the Queens. But, uh, <laughs> whew, man, it looks brutal. 
Like he Not just good. he don't even look like he knows what you're doing. Man. Like like playing a different sport. Hey though, yeah. but he, he Clark, keeps coming back Clark to Burke him. And bench JaVale, I'm cutting Tristan Thompson. Man, this is, this one was a little tough for me. I didn't know who to start. But since you said Berman, man, I'm gonna start Javale McGee because I think, it, I, like you said, I like his defense a little bit better, and I like Berman a lot too. So I'm gonna put him on the bench, and then you gotta cut Tristan Thompson just because he he doesn't bring that Javale McGee. At least I can get a couple out of you dunks to him. Berman, I can post him up, and he's gonna get a little savvy couple buckets. But Tristan Thompson, like man, I'm gonna do a pick and roll. I'm gonna have to bounce pass it to him, and he's gonna have to jump up and put a layup up, maybe make it. He might catch it. Yeah, exactly. He might catch it. Exactly. Is that he's just a big booty area dude? That's all he's good for. Like, come on, man, do something else. You just got a big ass. That's it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so yeah, he got to go. He got to go. Oh my god. Fits <laughs> go. oh, in with the Kardashians. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> my fault. My fault. <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's talk about the Pacers. I know we didn't we didn't plan this one, but let's do it. Let's talk about the Pacers and possible trade destinations for their for their guys. Like for a team that has been so bad this year, and what? How is it happening with Rick Carlisle? Like, it's a good coach. I, I, I don't know. Are they not listening? Malcolm Brogdon, Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good life. All right. All right. Malcolm Brogdon, Karis Levert, Demontis Sabonis, and Miles Turner are all people that Excellent. teams would want. Now I will say there's not really a superstar there, and that's probably why they're, you know, they haven't really been in like competition for like tops in the East. Mm-hmm. But like, there's no reason why they should not be in the playoffs right now. Give me, I want, I want to know the one player you you would want out of that team, and and where you would like to see them go. Like mm-hmm. no biases aside here. Like, all right, go. That's easy. Miles Turner to Golden State. Because they need that big. That's the one big that they don't have. And I think he could be like uh, Andrew Bogan for winning when they were winning chips. Like, and he can shoot the ball a little bit. He's he's athletic. Like, he's not going to be out there a, a statue only guarding the paint. He can stretch the floor a little bit. I think Miles Turner will be a great fit for Golden State. And if that made that work, like, woo, that's going to be hard. Because then they got a little bit more defense. They're going to be bigger. When Tristan, well, almost said Tristan Thompson, Lord. When Clay Thompson comes back. I think they'll be straight. And then you'll still have Draymond Green. I think that's a little your defense back. a lot. And Wiseman. You may have to trade Wiseman. Mm, true. Yeah, Joe, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't see that one. I don't see that one. I, I don't see that one more, not because I don't think the skill set fits in Golden State, but I don't well, think the mentality trade? fits. Uh, okay. Because Miles Turner has been out there talking about, like, he yeah, be the one, it's yeah. clear they see me only as a role player. I'm not no fucking role player. I'm, like, all the, like, That's fair. Hey, we going to go stay. You got to play a role. Yeah, you're going to be a role player there, buddy. But we all know winning cures a lot of things. Exactly. So he might, be able to, he might be willing to be a role player for them. Um, winning does that. Man, this, this is – a lot of a lot of really good a lot of really good Poor players. Brogdon to the Seventy Sixers. To no, <clears throat> I don't know. Like yeah, what? No, I mean yeah, it would work. I just don't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brogdon. But I'm gonna do a different team. Brooklyn. 
Ooh. Who are you trading? Mr. James? I don't want to get vaccinated. Send him to, send him to oh, fucking Kyrie. Indiana. <laughs> oh, Indiana man, they eat him alive. They ain't trading that, I'm man. They're not trading I mean, that, I man. I know they won't, but I'm just saying, in terms of like a one player going to a team that would really help them out, yeah, they got they got some people that could maybe package up for a Brog. No, I don't know. Um, I think he would he would help them play defense, which they sorely need. Definitely need. He would help move the ball around, and he's a good spot up shooter when when called upon. So I think that could be a dangerous fit right there. An- like another like go honorable mention here, uh, but a Karis Levert to Memphis. We 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 just talked about Memphis earlier and how we kind of like them. I think you add a Karis Levert to that team, a little uh, razzle dazzle to the to the grind the grindhouse, a little extra scoring. That punch. would be nice. I yeah. think that would be a fun team to watch. Like I would just I I, I already That's just fair. like I was I was I was telling my girlfriend the other day, it, like I was pissed because the Heat were playing Memphis and me being in Louisville. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I've got we- league I've got league pass. And they black out Memphis for me as like a local channel. I was telling like I'm pissed. I can never watch the Grizzlies, but they're like legitimately one of my favorite teams. So to fun watch. to watch. So fun to watch. So I can only watch them when they're on national television. Um, that would make them. I don't think that puts them into like the top top teams, but it would make them even more. That fun would be to watch. yeah, because they definitely had a couple of times in the playoffs where Dylan Brooks was their leading scorer, like in a game or two. Like yeah, you can't have that. Like, like you need Karis would fit so well with Ja because Ja doesn't want to necessarily be like Ja wants to be more Chris Paul than he wants to be like Westbrook or absolutely yeah Arden someone like that. He's gonna take his shots when they're there. He's not trying to light it up like stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. not trying to shoot shoot twenty yeah, shots a game. Involved. You get a guy that can and efficiently shoot twenty shots a game and put up some points. Like that could be a lot of fun. Then that you would got be nice. Ja would assuming they could hold on to a Dylan Brooks. I think that'd be Ooh. a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, let's go. They got to get rid of Steven Adams, man. He tripping. Yeah, honestly, they don't need him either. They really really don't need him. You know, you can can slide Jaron Jackson to the five and play a smaller lineup. Like, he's not that small. You know, trade Steven Adams for, you know, maybe like a backup big and a role player or something. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. But let's go to our last segment. Are we going to choose love or are we going to choose violence today? Joe, uh, I'll let you kick it off. I'm choosing hate, violence, whatever you want, all the smoke, whatever you want to call it. Well, we probably can't say that. That's probably copyrighted. But anyway, (laughs) I'm going all at Jerry Jones. This man, after the Cowboys lose another game, he comes out, goes on his radio show, and he says, you know, it's not Dak's fault while he's not playing well. It's the receivers running the wrong routes. What the hell does Jerry know about the, what plays are being called and what receivers are supposed to be running? He don't know what's going on. So that means somebody told him. Was it Kellen Moore? Was it McCarthy? Was it the receivers coach? Who told Jerry Jones that the receivers were running the wrong routes? And then why would he go out there on radio and say that? The most diva group out of all positions in any sport, the receivers. So now the receivers going to be looking at Dak like, hmm, did Dak say that? You hmm, know, you know why did the coach say that? Right? You know why he said that, Because right? he paid Dak all that money, and Dak is playing like ass. He so now, it can't be the thing that he threw his money. No, 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 no. So now, like, man, come on. You can't do that. You just That's the one group you cannot talk bad about. Because then now they're just not going to listen. 
And then I think Dak Prescott's going to be pressuring because he's going to want to show that it's not his guy's fault. It's just something with the Cowboys every time. Around this time, things just start to fall apart. And I just think that's the start of you can't You can't stop playing the blame game. You can't stop playing the blame game. Y'all still got a chance. I don't understand why. No late in the division. Playing. You have two games in the division right Come now. On, Come man. on, man. No, Come no, on. You don't want to implode right no, now. No, because they're about to lose. They're gonna, I don't have faith in them winning this week. I think they're going to lose this week to the Washington yeah, yeah. football team. He was a big Antonio Gibson day in one of my fantasy leagues fight for that last playoff spot. So, uh, come on, Antonio. Yeah, I need, I need him to I do need, something, too. I need he's him been last average. year. Yeah, he's been below average, actually, this year. Nah, he's been pretty good. They just don't give the him the last couple of weeks. They don't. They, they don't. don't. You're right. All of them. What the fuck are you doing, Ron? Tyler Haneke, bro. Oh, he's going to He's making it work. First of all, this man was like a receiver in college, and they want to take him off the field on throwing downs. Make that make like, – I get it. He's not the best pass blocker, but that's not what you're using for Put both him and your pass blocking running back out there. God damn it. Agreed. But all right. As angry as I have been throughout this show, I'm choosing love today. Love for a Caleb Martin. Of course. Of course. He did on We got the Caleb Martin game the other night. Uh, Miami took on Milwaukee. As I have been telling you guys last week on the show, you know, Milwaukee hasn't lost a game yet this year when they got their big three together. Well, guess what? They lost one. You know they lost it to? The fucking Miami Heat. Without Miami Jimmy well. Butler, without Bam Adebayo. <sighs> With, was, still no Markeith Morris from fucking Whiplash. I'm getting fucking trucked by Jokic. Spine to whoop. Let's go. God MVP. Um, but Caleb Martin that game dropped damn near 30. He made six of eight from three. And this is more than just that game. He's been playing very well as a rotational guy for the Heat all year. He signed a two-way contract this offseason. Man. So shout out to him for betting on himself, going to the right environment for him. And I'm a little honestly disappointed in the Heat that they haven't tore that up and just given him a big boy NBA contract at this point. I know they're holding on hope to go get, like, some superstar, the trade deadline, you know, Pat Riley. You know, I'm sure after the trade deadline passes, if they don't get anybody – They'll sign him right before playoffs. It wouldn't be that. It, it, it'll literally be as soon as the trade deadline goes. It was up yesterday. And right yeah. when he's about to hit his like fifty game threshold where he couldn't play any more NBA games, we'll just sign him to a regular. Yeah, that's right. That's regular. how it works. I that, forgot that, about that. Yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Yep. Uh, but like, shout out to him, man. Like that. Like, he, like obviously, I love it because it's for my Miami Heat. But mm-hmm. anytime you see a player like that, that's you know worked. You can see his worked his ass off. Like he was a four year guy. Uh, I think he started his NCAA career at NC State, then transferred to Nevada. With the, this is also the first time in like seven years, probably longer. I, I assume they played together in high school as well. That him and his twin brother have not been on the same team because they were both in Charlotte last year. Um, That's Cody crazy. Martin. So you know, but shout out to him working your way up. Love yes, stories sir. like that. My first, you know, we debuted the segment. I shouted out Cole Anthony, who's kind of done the same thing this year, taking an opportunity that was presented to him and done a lot of big things. So shout out to all of them. We are three and a possible. Dev, yes, sir. What the fuck. Your son, your son still didn't go to fucking sleep, bro. Man, that breast milk knocks him out every time. I think he dabbed into the supply. Mm. Come on, <laughs> Dev. Come on, Dev. Your son's got to respect you more than that, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Got to be right, a better y'all. role model. <laughs> Charles, sign up.